Welcome to the Life's a Pitch podcast, the show where we pitch the best movies that will never get made. I'm Tom McGrath. And I'm Matt Turner. This is the podcast where we ask you, the listener, to give us a title of a movie that doesn't exist. Yet. We then collaborate to create a pitch for that movie, complete with casting, story beats, and sometimes even marketing. Without further ado, this week's main feature is... The Grapes of Wrath. <laughs> okay. All yeah. Right. Yeah. All yeah. right. Yeah. Um, that's a real film. Yeah, yeah. That is an actual real film and a book based on, uh, well, based on John Steinbeck. Uh, book... <laughs> based on John Steinbeck. <laughs> a book by John Steinbeck. The Grapes of Wrath. Yeah. If you just realised, oh, we're pitching movies for film titles. That do exist. That do exist. Normally, this is the thing, right? Uh, we we should probably have changed the intro. We haven't. No. But um, this welcome to the Live Pitch Podcast, the, <laughs> the podcast where we pitch the best films that, that was have all, been already made. been made. Yeah, yeah. Um, you give us the title. We ask our audience for titles that do, do exist. exist. And have been made. <laughs> and then we pitch whatever they sound like they could be. So joining us for this special episode, Kate Lidster. Oh yeah. Welcome back to the show. Glad to be here. It's been it's been way too long. I know. Who cancelled? <laughs> no one. <laughs> No, you, you, you were oh, genuinely the first. Kidding. You were genuinely the first choice last night. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when we realised we were recording tomorrow. Welcome back to the show. Oh well, it's a pleasure. Pleasure to be back. Dust like, off the old cobwebs of comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm la- just laughing at the idea of describing myself as a comedian. I think that's the sequel to Grapes of Wrath, isn't it? <laughs> cobwebs <What>? of comedy. <laughs> Right. Do you want to hear some honourable film mentions? Uh, yes. Okay, so from Chella Quint, we've got No Country for Old Men. <laughs> I, I think I know what this is. I think it's, I think it's like... Um, oh, okay. Near future, right? <laughs> I, think, I think we both know where this is going. If I say the words Logan's Run... Does that mean anything to you? Kind of, yeah. but I think we need to couch this in a in a, in a modern political context, Tom. Mm. And the way we're going to do that is um, uh, lots of news footage about Brexit. <laughs> and the fact that the UK can't come to, to an agreement as to... A second referendum happens and it's mm. still split. And yeah. they look at the split and they go, oh, shit. No, it is just all old people want to leave the European <laughs> Union. It's all old men. <laughs> so, oh, so it's all old men. The women can stay, but the old men are leaving the UK. We're looking at these stats here. Every old man over the age of 60 decided to vote again. Like, no one else. Yeah. <laughs> voted that way apart from every old man over the age of 60 so we're remaining in the European Union yeah. and they're leaving the UK <laughs> <laughs> it's good to, if you don't want to be in it then you have to be completely out of it yeah. <laughs> you've got to go and you know what um, we've heard that there's a spit of land somewhere in the North Sea <laughs> You can have. No, no, I, I don't think. I don't think there's a spit of land. I think they're all on a boat. No, no, 
They've been told there's a spit of land. Oh, shit. <laughs> this is very Logan's run. Yeah. Like, just the, the promise of something better. <laughs> yeah. But it's just grim. Yeah. They've been promised... No, it's somewhere in the Mediterranean. Okay, right. Just to tempt them out there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, who, who have we got starring in this? I, th- I think I think this is like an ensemble cast. Uh, so th- Michael Caine has got to be in it. Yeah, I thought Patrick Stewart was where my... My mm. mind went to. Because because Michael Caine can be like a a full on. He can be the N- Nigel Farage, yeah, yeah, right, and like a, a full on Brexiteer, yeah. And then Patrick Stewart can be like a conscientious sort of like old man who only voted th- that way because he wasn't sure. Because, and he's like because someone. Some voice told him to. Yeah, he didn't know what it was. <laughs> oh my god! They're gonna get out into the middle of the Mediterranean and there's gonna be like an old god. <laughs> it's gonna be a, a Lovecraftian nightmare that summoned all the old men from the UK <laughs> to be eaten. Yeah. This giant. Ah, oh, ripe. <laughs> That's the tagline. They are right. <laughs> no country for old men. <laughs> Just out of context, that's the tagline with that title. <laughs> the Dark Lord only wants them when they're stringy. It's like the. I'm pretty sure that's a, like a fifth Brexit movie in about as many weeks. weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so to- such a topical show. I know. <laughs> I know this will be uh, this, this podcast will be a documentation in the in the fall of the United uh, Kingdom, like all movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like all movies are. We, uh, you know, this uh, think about the in terms of. Um, uh, <laughs> to say Mars attacks, War of the Worlds. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The chances of anything attacking from Mars. <laughs> All right, so from Adam David Perryman, we've got Million Dollar Baby. <laughs> it's Richie Rich. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> That's it, the same. Oh, I, I got the impression that this baby was bought for a million dollars. <laughs> right, I see, yeah. That's that's where I thought this would go. What's the, what's the value of... The baby, like, because they gotta be. There's gotta be really good reason that you would spend dollars on a shitting it's, vomit machine. It, <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's a shitting vomit machine, but it shits and vomits gold. What's, what's the one? That, wait, what's the one that um, Robin Williams was in? Was that the bicentennial man, or was that the that three was, million dollar man? That or? was the bicentennial man. There's, yeah, a, there's yeah. a there's a there's a billion 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 dollar man one though, right? I'm, I'm sure of it. But there is a there is a six billion dollar man. Six billion dollar man. That's yeah, the yeah. one. Oh yeah, no, that that's a much better idea. <laughs> it's the child of the six billion dollar man. <laughs> it's like the son of mask. Yeah. <laughs> but for the six billion dollar man, you've got the million dollar baby. <laughs> Either that, or it's like the six billion dollar man got more expensive as he worked, got grew up. <laughs> to maintain. Yeah. <laughs> this this baby is killed in a car crash. Not killed, but sort of like put in a coma and they're like, we can rebuild this baby. <laughs> we have the <laughs> technology. <laughs> Give him like a an eye that can look far. 
uh, <laughs> eye that can look far. Yeah, and uh, robotic legs and stuff. Like, like, but like a baby, but with but that they couldn't. They don't have legs that are the baby's size. So it's <laughs> baby with adult legs on. Yeah, baby with these <laughs> massive metal legs. So it becomes a baby's day out. Yeah, yeah. And um, except this baby has the trampling power of a killer robot. <laughs> yeah, it's wearing sunglasses on the on the poster. Sunglasses with a red dot on, like Terminator, and like metal wow. robotic legs. Now, I don't know what happens in the Million Dollar Baby in real life. Oh, right. Fair enough. Me neither. Oh, um, it's about boxing, isn't it? She's about the baby. <laughs> She's called Baby. 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 <laughs> Baby's a boxer. Dirty dancing. B-A-B-Y Baby. All I know about Baby is that Nobody puts her in the corner. <laughs> She's a great driver <laughs> and loves to box. Boxer, yeah. <laughs> all those fil- three films are actually related, but mm. if you've not seen them all, you don't get that connection. <laughs> the baby cinematic universe. Yeah. Oh, um, uh, what's it called? The uh, God Sucker Punch as well. Also has a baby. Oh, baby doll. Yeah, yeah. There you are. So can also dream about samurai swords. <laughs> is the other one. It's fair. What a stupid movie. Oh, I need to get it again. Yeah, it's a great movie. All right, so that's a picture of a million dollar baby. <laughs> we haven't figured out what it is. No. Uh, do we need to? No. No. Baby with metal human legs. <laughs> it's all you need. It's all you need. <laughs> all you need in life. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't even need parents. <laughs> As long as you've got those adult legs, baby. <laughs> You're fine. You can go to work. You can go to work in the cycle mines. I mean, if the whole point is for you know, the parents to look after, make sure that the baby doesn't die, yeah. it's presumably, like, doesn't get attacked by predators or whatever. <laughs> if we're talking, like, basic instincts of humanity, then if you've got adult robotic legs, that baby can just run, run away from danger. That's true. Also, teach a spin class. So, um... <laughs> and that's, good. that's good for everyone. Exactly. It's baby who can't reach the arms of the exercise bike. It's just peddling. Go, 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 go. And everyone's like, oh, I'm spinning really, really hard. <laughs> Don't want to let this baby down. <laughs> I can see it in his eyes. He's disappointed in me. <laughs> Just cuts back to me again. <laughs> Throwing up on his legs. <laughs> because his legs are going so fast. Not because. Because it's a baby. <laughs> That's why it's throwing up on itself. Because it's an infant. <sighs> So a million dollar baby by the Life's a Bitch podcast is a baby's in a car accident gets his legs replaced with giant robot well not giant regular sized adult human robotic legs but because it, and because it starts lost its... teaching spin classes yeah. well it'll do other things it'll have other features as well like a nose that can like smell the future or whatever <laughs> <laughs> Each of its like, each of its organs are gonna do something like 
spectacular. That, that does not need explaining. That's, I, I totally get what smell the future means. <laughs> its parents, its parents died in a car crash, in the same car crash. So it, it needs to be able to fend for itself. Therefore, making money by teaching a spin class. <laughs> And smell in the future to watch out for those predators that Katie mentioned. <laughs> I, love, I love the idea. In about uh, ten minutes, like a lion's going to appear. A random lion. <laughs> I love the idea this is set in like New York. <laughs> and this baby walks out of spin class and then looks down with his, with his eye that can see far. Yeah. And there's like a crowd pieing. He's like, what the fuck is that? Better go. <laughs> As it marches up a building. This jaguar shoots for it. <laughs> Every predator's hunting for this million dollar baby. As part of the... That's the thing. When, when, when the car crashed, yeah. this is why they had to operate on it. When the car crashed, his parent, the, 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 the baby's parents... Um, who, you know, like, were, were scientists, were carrying a serum that would attract predators. And the baby got covered in it. Oh, no, no. I, 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 was, I was thinking that the, uh, the guy who opposed the project and hated the baby's parents was also a zookeeper. <laughs> was also a zookeeper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's what he's put on his CV. Like, I hate this kid's parents. I'm also a zookeeper. <laughs> it's a very strange overlap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, million dollar baby. Yeah, you are. There we go. Okay, so thank you for all those titles, those real existing titles you've given us this week. Remember, if you like the podcast, give us a follow on the social medias. That's facebook.com forward slash Life's a Pitch Podcast on Facebook. And Twitter, we've got at Life's a Pitch Show the Twitter handle there. Just give us a like, give us a follow, give us your titles. Given anywhere. I mean, I mean, anywhere that we will receive them. Yes, yeah. Um, but preferably in those two or three places. Yeah. So let's move on to the final major pitch today given to us by Ross underscore originals on Twitter. It is the grapes of wrath. The grapes of wrath. Now I've, I've I no idea what the grapes of wrath is about. Do you guys... Um, I, I've not seen or read it, yeah. but I know that as a John Steinbeck novel, it's about not that much, <laughs> <laughs> but has so many layers it's of contextual the... American yeah. history. Yeah, the character interactions that mean, uh, uh, explain different philosophies behind the clashes that come up with the with uh, the the American dream as juxtaposed with American life in the in the, in the uh, 19th century. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> there we go, um, and we're gonna throw that all off the exactly. table. To make it about Actually. make a, a movie about a vintner who wants revenge. <laughs> um, someone who makes wine, who is unhappy with their lot in life, and wants to take revenge on on the on the people who did them wrong. So, I've I've just got a mad mad Poirot vibes. Okay. About this. So, okay, so it's like someone's uh, like trying to track down that person. I think there's been like a murder at a vineyard. Okay. Or Ooh. or this detective who, much like Poro, is just surrounded by murder. How, how about mm. a corked wine bottle? Was it's is a detective story? A cork like a corked wine bottle was the murder weapon 
in poisoning and they were able to find out that it wasn't poisoned after it was put in the glass the rest of the bottle was also poisoned but everyone saw that they uncorked it just then yeah like and it was only that one wine bottle that was poisoned yeah yeah. and like the the so like the only person who could have possibly poisoned it was the person who made it Mm. Like it's a very very but expensive old. Who knows? Exactly, that's the thing. Um, I mean, where do we start this film, Katie? We've got to do an establishing shot, yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> an establishing shot. Um, I, I suppose um, I, I like a challenge, <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I like to challenge us all. So much like the the challenge of conquering Everest. Yeah. We get an establishing shot of Ed Mount Everest. That's where it starts. <laughs> oh, okay. And, and I, I'm not going to lie, I've had a, I had a vision yeah. last night when I was doing the washing up and I was thinking I need to sort of pre-think of some potential actors. <laughs> okay. Um, and, and I don't want to recycle old ones. Mm. And I think... I think I've got one that that maybe hasn't been used yet. Okay. At least not that I'm aware of. And then it was reinforced to me last night. I was in a slightly sort of edgy uh, bar in Sheffield City Centre. Okay. Where you could play Mario Karts Ooh. whilst enjoying a gin and tonic. Oh. And a, and a song came on. And that's when I knew it was fate. <laughs> Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? <laughs> so much build up. Yeah, yeah. Fred Durst. <laughs> <laughs> Lead singer of Limp Bizkit. <laughs> Think about it. Brilliant. <laughs> is he the detective? <laughs> Has he ever acted? <laughs> of course he has yes. in music videos. I think uh, well, I'm sure. pretty sure he's in an episode of House. <laughs> really? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Oh my god. He's definitely been, it's definitely like that. Found. Um, he's definitely been in something like that and I've been watching it. I've been like, is that no. Your... <laughs> Surely not. Fred Durst in the music department. For real steel. For real steel. Zoolander. Oh no, he was in Zoolander, I think. Was he? I think so, yeah. Yeah, oh, everyone's in that though, aren't they? As Fred Durst. He was a bartender in house. He was the director of the education of Charlie Banks. Well then. A glistening film career. Yeah, a television sure. career. How was Fred, Fred Durst? Durst. I love how his Lee IMDb page. Detective on the case. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> he's Fred he's playing Fred Durst. And <laughs> <laughs> Since Limp Bizkit broke up, <laughs> he's, he's not like an actual detective. He's one that is just surrounded in situ. He's much like Poirot, yeah. or um, I was about to say Agatha Christie, or uh, or, <laughs> or, or, or Murder She Wrote, or <laughs> someone like that. He is. Constantly in situ- ever since he left Limp Biscuit, he is in situations where there's been a mysterious murder <laughs> and the police are nowhere around. So he has to solve the murder. So we're establishing on the though, curious mysteries of Fred Durst. So are we establishing the of wrath that Fred Durst is climbing Mount Everest for the fun of it? Yeah, it's, this is just this is going to build some character that he's like a he's a he's a tough, cool guy. Hmm. He does Everest. Every sort of couple of weekends. Just... No, no oxygen. <laughs> Every couple of weekends. 
<laughs> just showing he's like super buff. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So what? he's doing that. I'd go back and go, right, this is a Paramount movie. So we start with a Paramount logo and then <laughs> zoom in. And then zoom in on Vendor's <laughs> Yes. Red cap and everything. Yeah. <laughs> you can see it from miles away. He's dressed like he is in the video for Rolling. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Fred Durst is, 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 is climbing up this mountain. Um, I think, like, he's... Uh, he, he's doing that it's great he meets someone on the way up there mm. um, who's like uh, it's, it's it's Ben Mendelsohn it's Ben Men- he's he's invi- he invites him Ben Mendelsohn drops down on a helicopter it's like oh, no, he's- Fred Durst you've been invited to a wine tasting in rural California <laughs> I was gonna say that like he's he's out there looking, uh, Ben Mendelsohn out there looking for rare grapes, right? He's looking for. He's okay, like, right. He's... I thought that Fred Durst would get invited to this wine yard. Well, he will do. Yeah, but like they they just cross paths. This is how he gets invited. Okay, right, right. right. Um, uh, he's like he's 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 about to pack up. He's on the way down. Like, it's Fred Durst. He's done the top. He's about to come down again. On his snowboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you just see him get into the peak, and then, like, as he comes down, you can see Ben Mendelsohn climbing up the uh, the other side, and he stops, and he's like, Hey, what what are you doing on the uh, mountain? You literally see no one on Mount Everest. I'm after some rare grapes. Uh, Hey! I, th- I recognise you from somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, don't worry about it. I'm just rolling down, no, down no. the hill. <laughs> it's you. <laughs> oh, and he's like, he's he's pretending to be like yeah. uh, humble, but actually, he just he was trying to get him to recognise him <laughs> <laughs> by saying he was rolling down the hill. <laughs> yeah, it's a good bit. I like it. <laughs> So, uh, after a conversation with Ben Mendelsohn, Ben Mendelsohn is like, right, once I've climbed this mountain to get the to get the grapes I need, uh, you need to come to my vineyard, uh, Mr. Fred Durst. You need to cut the ribbon at the opening of my vineyard. Um, we need a celebrity to open it. <laughs> Fred Durst. He's like, he's like, yeah, Ben Ben Mendelsohn, you're a you you make wine, and he's, he says, what I need to know is, do you care? Because if you don't care. I don't care. And then Ben Mills is like, ah, you, you're doing the bit from the song. I get you. I got you. I'll be there, he says. And snowboards off down the, down the mountain. I quite like the fact that the entire scene is just sort of back soundtracked by Fred Durst having Rolling playing in his earphones. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Teddy, bye. (laughs) Fred Durst. It's like um, it's like the start Star Triple X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, like, this is what, just what I was about to say. It's the film Triple X meets Murder on the Orient Express. <laughs> it's we need to get those two franchises merged. It's been so long. <clears throat> 
so uh, we skip, can skip ahead yeah. after that. We can have we can have some, you know. We've got the setup for the movie now. Yeah, that Fred was Durst. all they needed was Fred Durst to yeah. meet Ben Mendelsohn, mm. so they can introduce him to the uh, getting him to the to the, the vineyard, mm. going to the party. The party at Ben Mendelssohn's Vineyard. <laughs> so it's all like quite swanky, kind of cocktail yep. um, party where everyone's in sort of tuxedos and, and evening wear. And then Fred yeah. Durst rolls up in his uniform, essentially, <laughs> which is what, we, what we're all picturing. <laughs> we don't need to describe it to you, folks. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and you care. <laughs> and so he cares. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm thinking in the background as he as he rolls up in his, uh, in his on his motorbike, he's he's got the theme tune to Mission Impossible Two playing. <laughs> that's uh, that's the one he did, wasn't it? Yeah. I yeah. don't why you want to hate me. That one. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, um, oh, brilliant one. I, I can't remember that song really that that well. All I remember was there was Mission Impossible Two in the video yep. on Kerrang. Um, so, so right, right. I'm thinking who's who's Ben Mendelsohn also invited who's to this, this party? party? Yeah, yeah. You're right. Um, it's, Who are our list of suspects? Uh, let's say um, Peter Dinklage. Yep. Is playing a, uh, a, a a journalist wine taster. Mm. He's a he's a sommelier uh, to the stars, mm. right? He's he's all very fancy. He's got a boa, like a nice, <laughs> nice feather boa on. <laughs> That's fancy. Um, <laughs> and, and, uh, he's got a feather boa on, and what I'm envisioning now is what I can only describe as Elton John glasses. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's the only thing that goes with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we wouldn't be seen dead with a feather bow without Elton John glasses. So. With Peter Dinklage walking around. He's also got like <laughs> giant glittery platform boots on as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, so Elton John, um, as as portrayed by Peter Dinklage, is yeah. there. Uh... <laughs> 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 Who else? gotta be like the sort of um the sort of wealthy oil tycoon mm, yeah stereotypically s- southern state who's playing um, who's playing the wealthy oil tycoon who's good at that sort of thing <laughs> charlie day charlie day <laughs> charlie day <laughs> from that one episode <laughs> that one episode where he plays an oil tycoon yeah, yeah. so uh okay so we've got charlie day the oil tycoon mm-hmm. um i think we're gonna need um the the wealthy landowner who owns the whole vineyard. Uh, Terry Hatcher. Terry Hatcher. Okay. From Terry Desperate Housewives. Desperate Housewives. Uh, Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. Yep. So, like, she's she's walking... She she kind of, like... Um, she's off to the side, sort of, like, su- like suspiciously... Because mm. um, uh, this is the thing, right? They, they, Fred Durst finds out over the course of this film is that Ben Mendelsohn's on his last like financial legs mm. if he can't make the new best wine in the whole world then he's done for well that's what Terry Hatcher says as she pushes Ben Mendelsohn up against a barrel <laughs> yeah. like by the throat like and then, lifting him up yeah. like <laughs> and Fred Durst Fred Durst is in the foreground <laughs> looking into the camera like raising and lowering his eyebrows <laughs> 
like twiddling his eyebrows at the camera like oh this is information i need because he's just always there at all the appropriate times just nosy the clues to be given just a nosy man which I guess is the, the definition of a detective from the detective novels. <laughs> nosy Just man. nosy people. <laughs> Sherlock Holmes, nosy man. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> so what's going to happen? Apart from, we've now had an instigating kind of incident where yeah. like, we now know what I the stakes are for Ben Mendelsohn. Ben Mendelsohn is murdered. Okay. Ben Mendelsohn's the one that dies. Yeah. The He's, winemaker. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, no. I've been poisoned. That doesn't taste like a 1973 lovely uh, juniper spiced bloody uh, Monte Pulciano. <laughs> it tastes well, like is death. His own line. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's taken him that long. That's yeah. his famous last words. <laughs> to get this off the ground. <laughs> yeah. No wonder he's got no money left. <laughs> well, he did. Back in 1973, he made a banging line that everyone uh. loved. And he hasn't made one since. <laughs> I think um, there's, a, there's a journalist there uh, played by, say, uh, Daisy Ridley. Yeah. She's there as well, doing a, doing a piece on the opening of it. Yeah. Meanwhile, what's Elton John up to? <laughs> <laughs> he's playing the piano. <laughs> Play the piano. Um, right, so, right. <laughs> it's got to be some sort of musical number at some point. Yeah. With Elton John playing the piano. And Fred, and Fred Durst, Durst doing in. rap metal yeah, in, yeah. <laughs> over the it's top. A, it's a great bit. Well, that's the thing. Like, we come in, Peter Dinklage, Elton John's playing the piano. Fred Durst walks in. Elton John's like, I'm gonna. Well, let's let's do a let's do a duet, shall we? And he was Rocket Man, but with Fred Durst doing the lyrics to Rolling uh, in, in between the chorus. I'm a rolling, 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 rolling. Enough my time out here alone. Rolling, 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 rolling. Yeah, uh, and that's that's the bit at the beginning of the movie. Um, so right. I think we need a tr- we need something for him to overcome. Okay, so Ben, ben Mendelssohn's dead. Yeah, yeah, right. And um, I, there are this remote mountain sort of um, uh, vineyard, right, mm. where there's no police for hundreds of miles. Yeah, they're probably like I don't know, snowed in or something. Yeah, um, or like they're, 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 there's been a landslide and all the roads are, are, are blocked up. Yeah, um, and uh, Fred is like, look at that. Rock hits rolling. Um, oh, that's the thing. Fred Durst accidentally <laughs> locked him in because oh, because he, he, he was... cranks up Elton John so loud that he creates an avalanche. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's exactly where I was going. <laughs> so blocked in. So no one live in this place, do we? <laughs> <laughs> that was, I love that. That was the beginning of a Fred Durst impression. <laughs> Kind of sounded like Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> no one living this place. <laughs> they aren't. So no one's leaving this place until we find out who the killer is. 
Because that's got to be said yeah. in yeah. any when, when <laughs> murder says, mystery while they're trapped in the building. When he says it, we get a sample of one of his songs. It was like, like, like a guitar riff or whatever. Like, <laughs> and then somebody says, well, actually, no, no one's leaving here because you've just caused an avalanche, not because we need to solve the murder. But well, that, while we're stuck here, we might as well just get yeah. on with it. We could have saved Ben Mendelsohn's life, but unfortunately, uh, we can't get access to emergency <laughs> services because... You caused a landslide, Frentus. <laughs> so the only thing that's left to do to entertain ourselves is just work out who the murderer is. Well, yeah, well, like, before he says all that, though, he goes, why does this always happen to me? <laughs> it does. And then, and then, um, and then uh, Terry Hatcher says, if I have to listen to Rolling Man one more time, I'm going to drink the rest of that bottle. <laughs> yes. Bit of banter. Bit of banter going between, between over this dead body. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think right, we've got to we've got to figure out the motives here. Like, I think Fred Durst questions everyone. Yeah. In in the in the barrel place. There's also an old uh, man who used to work for Ben Mendelssohn. Mm. I reckon uh, uh, Sam Elliott. But I'm Sam Elliott. I'm gonna pick up this barrel of wine and I'll <laughs> move it over to the other place where I put the barrels of wine. <laughs> That's my entire life. That and my mustache. I like to dunk my mustache in the wine and get a real flavor as it aerates. Right. Elton John, um, like one of his close family members, that that wine was so banging yep. that they just they drank every bottle that was left yes. in the United Kingdom at that time but and before, therefore before they died. um yeah well I, I was thinking oh you mean they died of actual just alcohol poisoning or... <laughs> yeah. yeah not poison poison yeah just, they just <laughs> died of that just, they drank way too much yeah. of the so wine so he's got beef because yes. that wine was so good it destroyed oh if... yeah I was going to say I was going to say maybe like they've sent a couple of the, bo- the remaining bottles away Mm. Right out, they they sent them away before the landslide. So now people outside of this vineyard are in danger <laughs> if they don't find out who's done it and and get out of here mm. um, because they can't. I don't know. Never mind. Um, so, <laughs> Who cares about them? Yeah. <laughs> Who cares about other solved. people? There's a murder. Um, okay. So uh, yeah. So Elton John, you were saying, has motive because his whole family died of the same bag and wine. <laughs> The 1973 bloody June of a Spice bloody multi bloody Polciano. <laughs> so um, Terry Hatcher's got beef because, of course, uh, the lease, right? Terry Hatcher wants to turn this place into a golf course, um, and uh, uh, and she wanted Ben Mendelsohn gone. He hadn't he hadn't mm. been pe- he hadn't been keeping up with rent, and but he had a, a, a right to the lease for the next like because she signed him on for this enormous like 50 year lease. When he was making banging wine, the nineteen bloody seventy three bloody juniper spice Monte bloody Pulciano, um, then she signed him on for like basically nothing, because she was like the 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 amount of good publicity I was gonna get from what's her name the the business person. She signed him on real cheap. Mm. She wanted him gone because she was she was trying to kick him out and she lost a court case against him where he's like I've got to keep making wine um, who else is there who's the journalist uh, Daisy Ridley Daisy Ridley she's there from the uh, from the California Gazette yep 
and um, what's she, her motives? What's her, she doing there? Her motive is that she um, was fired from her. She's from a small paper now. Yeah, yeah. She was fired from her previous like New York Times or something yeah. uh, spot because of something Ben Mendelsohn said. Yeah. Right. She like run a story, ran a story about him, and he covered it up. Mm. Yeah, because she she gave a bad review. Yeah, yeah. Of his of his wine, mm. and uh, we all know how banging it is. So yeah. that was not <laughs> going down very well. Yeah, and she lost she lost her job because of that. Um, uh, and then finally, who else is there? Other than Fred Durst. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's when so Fred oh. Fred Durst just just has just listed out everyone's motives mm. and then been like, all right. Well, what about you? You're here as well. Yeah. Because you know that always happens. Uh, and and yeah, Fred does, uh, says, "Well, I met him on, on the mountain, uh, my, my, on Mount Everest. If I wanted him dead, I could have just pushed him off then." <laughs> That's fair. Uh, <laughs> however, it, <laughs> however, I would definitely be done for the uh, for the murder then. Uh, he just because, fell off Mount because Everest. I was the only one at Mount Everest. But apart from gravity, apart from gravity, I guess. But it'd be much better if I put him in a room with a load of people who wanted him <laughs> dead. <laughs> um, uh, also, Sam Elliott. Um, mm. He was being laid off because he couldn't. He couldn't carry the. He'd be dipping his moustache in the wine too much. <laughs> that and that and Ben Mendelsohn, as previously established, couldn't afford to keep him on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, so <laughs> now he's the only one that knows his way round. Uh, while the uh, the in rock slide yep. has been taken care of by the police, I guess. Right. So now, now we've got all the motives. What happened? <laughs> this is why we should never put pitch mysteries. Yeah, because <laughs> you gotta be, gotta be smart. <laughs> Good at writing, and, you know. Um, I think we um, there has to be like there's an inciting incident at, at the point of like you know he's about to discover a clue and mm. then someone tries to cover it up, right? Yeah. So he goes down into the wine cellar where all the rest of these bottles are supposed to be. And finds out, and he discovers that basically this 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 bottle was corked, like as in you know it 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 couldn't possibly have been tampered with after. Mm. So it, the bottle must have been poisoned before it went into the bottle, which is impossible because that happened in 1973. Yeah, right. You can't poison a bottle of wine uh, like so far ahead of time that the person's gonna like the person's gonna die uh, all the, all those many years later. Mm. I think I've. I think I know who killed him. Yeah. It was Ben Mendelsohn. <laughs> you just make bad wine. Yeah, like he <laughs> <laughs> just made a really bad bottle of wine. And it was so old. <laughs> Fred rancid. Like yeah, I th- I, no no no. I, I think what it is is one is, of those chain reaction ones. Right? It's an accident that nobody else thinks they did it, but it all happened so many years ago, right? Mm. So Daisy Ridley was there on a school trip, 
Hmm. That's where she where she got into wine journalism. Yeah. Right. She. <laughs> How old was she at this? Uh, Sixteen, because this is in in Europe. Oh, uh, and and I I drank wine on a school trip in you know sixteen, <laughs> um, uh, legally as well. Yeah. yeah uh, um, <laughs> I don't know why you're bragging about this. At a vineyard, Tom. <laughs> at a vi- I drank wine at a vineyard in Germany. Um, anyway, so. Uh, she she got into it then, right? She accidentally like brought some kind of like toxin mm. from a school from a, from a science class <laughs> with her. She tripped over. This is so convoluted. The chemicals. <laughs> this is how good. This is how good a detective Fred Durst is. <laughs> Right, he, says, he's he like, manages to squeeze this information out of it. You brought chemicals out of your science project. <laughs> Over to and you fell over and you bumped into Sam Elliott. He gets no evidence for this. He's just guessing and she starts sweating like he's a really fucking good detective. (laughs) So so then you bumped into Sam Elliott and got it onto his (laughs) moustache. He then won testing the banging wine before it was put into bottles. Dipped his dipped his moustache in the bottle. Now, normally that would go through quality control, but Elton John paid off the quality control man (laughs) so that he could have more bottles to go out to his family. (laughs) Terry Hatcher? (laughs) Terry Hatcher was the only one who was innocent. (laughs) Because I can't think of anything, he says. You can leave Terry Hatcher. <laughs> oh wait, no, you can't. <laughs> no, you can't. She's like, don't worry, I got this giant egg. I'll roll it down the hill and clear it. And then he goes, just keep rolling. <laughs> and then she clicks the finger click gun back to him as she rolls the giant egg down yeah. the hill. Just do that. <laughs> she was she was the only one there who actually wanted to find out. <laughs> <laughs> so now we've discovered who did the murder. It was all of them. It was all of them. Yeah. Apart from Terry Hatcher. <laughs> Everyone bar Terry Hatcher. Very much like Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah. They just all go their separate ways. No one gets kind of caught for it. Mm. They're just like, let's all agree this never happened. Yeah. Um, Creeps of wrath. <laughs> Ends with uh, Limp Bizkit. What was the wrath? <laughs> it was an accident. Well, everyone, everyone <laughs> thought that someone was being wrathful, right? Yeah, yeah. Everyone thought that it was revenge. Um, oh, well, yeah, actually. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> credits roll. Limp Bizkit. Not rolling, somewhere else. <laughs> break Katie. stuff. Break stuff. Break stuff, of course, one. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that, that one we've all... We all remembered very... We all remember very dearly, yeah. that song. Uh, that one where it's like, Break your fucking face tonight. Give me some and a break. That's... Uh, just went into the... That's a beautiful rendition. Em- immigrant song there. <laughs> The break stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oi. <laughs> Oi. Break stuff. Oi. 
that's how it goes. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so that was The Grapes of Wrath. Yeah. Thank you, Ross underscore Originals, for that title. <laughs> and thanks everyone who gave us titles this week. Uh, we may we may have to do this one again. We may bring it back. Cause we this may is, not. This, is a, <laughs> this has been so much fun. It's been pretty good fun. Uh, thank you, Katie, for coming back on. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we need to get you on sooner, I think. <laughs> sooner than a year and a half or whatever it was. Maybe longer. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, and if you have enjoyed Grapes of Wrath or any of the preceding uh, nonsense, then you can always um, go and give us five stars on all your favourite thingamabobs. Uh, or if it's if you're leaving it on the Just Eat app, six... Six stars for no apparent reason um, is <laughs> when, the maximum. Why would anyone be reviewing our podcast on the Just Eat app? <laughs> I'll leave that up to you. Um, but uh, you can also go over to patreon.com forward slash Life's a Pitch Podcast to give us a little bit of money every month, which uh, gets you some benefits, extra pitches every week, as well as um, uh, little bonus bits and bobs uh, behind the scenes and all that nonsense. Um, those people who have done that so far are... Mahir Trevetti, my waste of talent, we are gathered to mourn the loss of our dearly departed Brenda, Brandon Spanky Mills, Ross Originals, Stephen D. Thomas, Sam McKillman, no amount of bisque can fill the hole that Brenda left behind, Andy. That cat hasn't moved since Brenda died, he hasn't even touched his bisque. Oh, Brenda. (laughs) Brent Black. I just can't believe she's gone, who's going to wave bisques about now? Joseph Hegarty. Sterite comedy or how I learned to stop worrying and love improv. Brenda Huskerton, mother, daughter, sister, friend, ex-wife, bisque. Mavis, have you heard Brenda died? You know her with all them bisques. Thank you. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. So sorry for the... Friends and family of Brenda. Brenda Huskerton. Brenda Huskerton. Oh. With all them husks. That's a shame. All right, P. Well, that was a lovely story. (laughs) Terrible news. I'll I'll put in a minute's silence for Brenda. (laughs) At the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end. Once we've finished. Yeah. Um, So, yes, Katie, thank you for coming on again. Tom? Do you want to lead us off with a yes, very clever yeah, one? I mean, I don't know how you're going to do this, frankly. Well, well Wheat Bis Connor did put on Twitter how are you going to do a yes, very clever award this week? Yeah, like I'm pretty certain they were quite annoyed, um, but they've given it a go. And tell you what, it's a good yes, very clever award. Okay. It's uh, Yes, Very Clever Award, uh, for those of you who are new to the podcast, is an award we give out to people who's given us titles that based on existing titles, but just have a little joke in them. Um, so this week, as I said, from Wheat Bis Connor, we've been given Life's a Bitch. Oh, uh, oh I get that's it. That's nearly Life's a Pitch. I know, right? I've oh. been Tom McGrath. I've been Matt Turner. I've been Katie Lidster. Remember who pitched it? <laughs> <laughs>